so Joe, I have my my wife and I created this business that we call fifty fifty business, which means that we strive to give away fifty percent of our day every day. Power to live more with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy, and resilience. I'm Joe Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter. And today Joe's interviewing Teddy Barris of Barris Consulting Inc. Teddy and Joe met via the power of the internet, LinkedIn specifically, as will become clear in a moment. Teddy is a LinkedIn coach, trainer, consultant, public speaker and author. In 2005, Teddy embarked in a new role as a business development professional. During this work, Teddy discovered the power of LinkedIn as a business tool, which he used to become even more successful in his sales role. Teddy's purpose is leading teams of employees in the adoption of the best practices of using LinkedIn as a business tool. Teddy has been doing this work since late 2009 through hundreds of seminars, workshops, webinars and one-to-one coaching classes. In early 2015, Teddy developed a LinkedIn professional development program developed to guide and support teams of business professionals through learning and practicing the best practices of LinkedIn. Teddy also enjoys providing one-to-one coaching to individuals who want to improve their use of LinkedIn based on their unique purpose and goal. These sessions are rewarding for Teddy as well as his clients. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Teddy Burris of Burris Consulting Inc, which might give you a bit of a clue as to where Teddy is. So hi Teddy, thanks for joining me. Good morning Joe, thank you very much for inviting me in today. Really looking forward to speaking to you. So let's start by telling, uh, by you telling us where you are in the world. <laughs> so I am in uh, a community in North Carolina called Greensboro, Joe, it's uh Oh, I'm not sure how big. It's a good-sized community, maybe uh, 70, 80,000 people. It's pretty uh, active in finance and marketing. I've got a baseball team right downtown. So I'm in Greensboro, North Carolina. <laughs> Lovely. So tell us what you do in Greensboro, North Carolina. <laughs> So I'm a, a my business, Joe. I tell people that I am a LinkedIn coach, trainer, public speaker, and what my purpose is is to help individuals, primarily in business, but also in career transition, learn how to use LinkedIn in a meaningful way to create real value for them and/or their businesses. Lovely. I occasionally do a bit of LinkedIn training and I was trying to run a webinar yesterday and I'm sure you will be aware that LinkedIn wasn't working. 
Yeah, I saw that. I saw some uh, tweets about that. <laughs> Very frustrating. So tell us where you do do your work. Do you work from home? Do you have an office? Oh, that's a great question, Joe, because I'm a little different than most people. At least I think I am. I, don't, I do have a home office, and my wife has an office in our home as well. It's a different room, so she gets some distance from me when she wants it. <laughs> um, but I don't have a brick-and-mortar office. I work predominantly from coffee shops, uh, uh, cafes, um, you know, uh, um, public spaces. I share some office space with some other business professionals in another town in North Carolina where I work. And I do a lot of work from my, from my clients' uh, offices and in some cases from their homes because I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching. Bottom line, Joe, I can do my work pretty much anywhere in the world. Lovely. I was on a, a radio show today and we were talking about Focus and I was talking about the app. I don't know if you've used it, Focus at Will, where you can play music and, and various different types of music whilst you're working. And actually, one of the options on there is coffee shop sounds. Have you ever used anything like that when you haven't been in a coffee shop? Well, I, I just wrote down, Teddy, look for Focus at Will app so that I can go check that out because I do like working in public spaces. I like the people, uh, of the motion, of the aromas of good food and good drink. And so, uh, so I, I will look out that, look for that app because it sounds interesting. Yes, that's interesting. Yeah, I was saying to the, 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 everyone was giving me sort of incredulous looks. What do you mean coffee shop noises? And I was saying that there are people, you know, like you who, who like that environment. And it's not something that I feel I need. However, I do find when I am in public places working, I, I am so able to focus because I, I, I don't know. What do you think it is? Is it just because you're not talking to everybody, but you can hear conversations going on but you're sort of in your own little cocoon I don't know that's how it feels to me sometimes so what, what what helps you when you're in that situation to work well I can relate to that because if, if I have a task to do if I know I need to write this blog post or finishing editing this or finish editing an article or whatever it is that I'm working on when I'm by myself I can stay focused to what I want to do and even still hear the chatter or the chirp behind me and um, and I won't uh, normally when I'm focused on my task, I don't look up a lot. I don't look up to see who's there or what that is. Or I just keep staying true to my task. It's a challenge, but if you want that environment, you have to be able to manage the challenge. Yes, yeah, that's true. So tell us a bit about how how your day runs. Do you do you have a sort of setup to the day? How do you decide which coffee shop to go to, and <laughs> how does your day then run? <laughs> Well, where I end up depends on where my meetings are for the day. It's a, today, I had a 10 o'clock, actually an 8.30 appointment in Greensboro. So I decided that I was going to come to the coffee shop in Greensboro. It's called the Green Bean. And someone said, hey, Teddy, I want to meet with you Tuesday morning. I said, meet me at the Green Bean because that's where I'm going to be. So where I go is generally dependent on where my, my big task is for the day. But my normal day for me is pretty ad hoc, which means, you know, my day is dependent upon what my clients want, what my coaching sessions, what my webinars or seminars are. However, Joe, I do strive in the mornings when I get up to do three things pretty deliberately. 
Number one, drink 20 ounces of water immediately when I get up. I really try to do that every morning. Haven't found the real healthy value behind that, but it feels good to hydrate myself first thing in the morning. Yeah. Number two is uh, on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I try to spend an hour to hour and 20 minutes in my workout room in my home where I have a treadmill, free weights, a, work, a weight bench, and I try to do my stretches, a little bit of yoga, my free weights, do 30 minutes on the treadmill, and, and do 10 or 15 minutes on the, on the bench. And, um, and it, my goal, Joe, is very deliberate. I'm not trying to lose weight, even though I know that would be beneficial. What I am trying to do, Joe, is as a 58-year-old moving into the, the second half of my life, I'm trying to stay nimble and flexible. Yeah. And, and then the third thing I do is if I'm not writing, if I'm not working out in the morning, then I try to stop and write 200 words as the second step of the morning. So is that the days when you're not, so not, uh, so, so that's Tuesdays and Thursdays, you, you write instead and, of exercise? Yeah, and maybe Saturday. Sometimes on Saturday morning I'll get up if my wife and I don't have a, a, an errand to run, and mm -hmm. I'll try to write 200 words. And does it matter what those 200 words are? No. So I'm a, um, uh, I'm not a content calendar guy. I don't live by content calendars. What I do is I live by what I hear. I write based on what I hear and see. Yeah. And so if I, if I hear an interesting phrase or I hear a new one that makes me think, then what I'll say to myself, sometimes quietly, sometimes out loud, oh my golly, that's a blog post. Yeah. And then I'll write that down on my, on my list. I, and then uh, that'll be my, uh, the next thing I write about. Right. Yeah. And does that cover off your your writing or do you then have to do you sort of make time to do that separately or does or does that work the amount of time that you do give to it? Well, I need to write a whole lot more than that because I manage two blog posts. I manage a blog post at BurrisConsulting.com that's about social media, predominantly about LinkedIn. And I also manage uh, another blog called N. Wiseman for North Carolina Wiseman.com. And that's for career transition, uh, which is a part of my give back, part of my business. Yeah. So I have to come up with articles for that. And I also have another blog. It's TL Burris, double R I double S, TL Burris. It's my personal blog. And I've been ignoring that lately. I need to get back to it. But they're just stories from Teddy. And they can be emotional, motivational satirical, you know, self-deprecating. Mm -hmm. uh, there's all kinds of different articles I write there with the intent being there's really no story about Teddy that when I die, anybody can hear. Right. So, so to answer your question, my 200 words in the morning is just, uh, you know, an exercise more than anything. Yeah. But I have to deliberately stop and write other content all mm -hmm. week long. Mm-hmm. So what about at the end of the day? You Obviously, you've got different office spaces, as we've said, you're at home and you're out and about and in other people's houses as well. So do you have a sort of a typical end of the day to sort of close down work and, and get into the evening? I do, and it includes a, a couple of different things that I try to do. 
Number one is look back at what I did today and ask myself this question. Did what I did is, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it, is the work that I did today beneficial to moving me forward in my business? Try to ask my question. And this is not a, you know, hard stop and a, you know, everybody be quiet while I do self-reflection uh, or intro, introspective look. It's, you know, it's really more very, you know, um, again, ad hoc. I go, did, did the work I do today, was it beneficial to move me? I celebrate by maybe going to get a beer. If it's not, then I will, I will tell myself, you know, if that wasn't helpful, then maybe I don't need to do that again, whatever yeah. that was. Mm-hmm. So sort of like a quick little self-reflection thing. Yeah. But there's two other things that I, two other things I do as well is that because of my lifestyle, I try to get home every evening to have dinner with my wife. That's nice. Joe, I live yeah. a I live a I live a unique life. My wife lets me leave the house every morning, do lots of things, engage with lots of people, you know, grow our business based on what I'm doing. And with with no barriers, really no barriers. My wife just says, "Go have fun and do it." I know we'll get there. But when we created this business, I told myself, with the freedom that I have, I need to celebrate the relationship with my wife as often as I can. And so I want to get home every night when, when I can. There's times I don't. Yeah, yeah. That's that, I like that. I like that. Uh principle you can get caught up in lots of stuff can't you outside of the home and not necessarily make that time and that was the second thing there's a third thing you're you're a man of threes i can tell <laughs> my my uh my inner flex, inner reflection um be with my wife and then the other thing i need to do well i often sit back after dinner and you know i'm I, i'm on my laptop and i'm looking at what do i need to do next tomorrow Make sure I got myself organized. Know that I have my content. If I'm doing a public speech, is my I'm a Prezi guy. Is my Prezi done? Is it ready? You know, sometimes I'll I'll, I'll you know uh, dry run them and practice it. Um, you know, and or you know look at the content I have to have available for my next seminar. Make sure that's available. Clean up all my emails. I do not like going to bed with any unread emails. I, I like to have my desk cleared. My desk is really my laptop. So, uh, you know, just clean yeah. up my day and and make sure I'm prepared for tomorrow. Lovely. So that, that leads quite nicely into asking how you manage your to-do list, how you make sure you get the right things done during the day. You've said that you reflect on whether you have moved your business forwards. And, yeah. and as you say, you you clear the deck at the end of the day, if you like. How do you make sure it all gets done? Well, I live and I die by my calendar. Right. If the joke, if it's not on my calendar, it's not happening. If it's on my calendar, I better make sure I do it. Um, and so, you know, when I have to, you know, all of my public activity, my meetings, uh, this call with you was on my calendar. I have a 30-minute alert and a 10-minute alert. 30 minutes means get your butt going towards that uh, that venue. 10 minutes means I better be there. Yeah. And, uh, and, it, and if it's something that's really important that my wife knows I need to do, she sends me a calendar invite to put it on my calendar. Yeah. Um, and so I live and die by my calendar, and that's what it's, uh, uh, how I keep track of the things that I need to do. I don't track the minutia. I don't track the little things. 
I track the big things mm. so that I can make sure they get done. And the little things happen as the day goes on. So do you keep a, a list of the, the little stuff anywhere or, or is it, as you say, just as it comes? Well, there's some things. I, I'm an Evernote guy. I love my Evernote app. Yeah. Uh, and so I have a to-do folder in there. Yeah. And, you know, uh, once or twice a day, uh, I'll, you know, maybe add something to it or take something or, or do something that's in there. And a couple times a week, I'll look at it, make sure there's nothing on there that's critical. And, you know, some of that minutiae can wait till Friday. Some of it can wait till next Monday. And I'll just leave it in my, my to-do folder in Evernote. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, some of the, and now I also have this too, that if my, if I have to go to the bank or run the grocery store, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll literally put those things on my calendar because they're important to me and my wife. I may think it's minutia, but my wife thinks it's important. So I'll treat it respectfully. I love that. There was an article on the, uh, the web a while ago. I've seen it flying around again since about the, um, the couple who got divorced because he didn't put the cups in the dishwasher or, or something like that. And that, the whole premise is, you know, he didn't see the point until after it had all gone wrong, that actually one small thing was making a massive difference to his relationship. And yep, that sounds yep. like you've, uh, you've thought that one through too. <laughs> I, I'm not misleading you to tell you I'm perfect, but I do try. And after 38 years, I'm not going to screw this up. <laughs> Brilliant. So you've talked about Evernote. What what other tools or, or apps do you use in your in your business? Well, my primary apps are I'm a Google Suite guy. Yeah. Used to be called Google Apps in the in the public realm of free. It's called Gmail. But I'm a Google Suite guy. I I, I use the calendar, the contacts. Uh, email. I use uh, groups. I have a YouTube channel on there, um, and so and I use Google Docs. So I'm for word processing and spreadsheet and lots of forms. So Google Suites is my most uh, highly used business app that I use today. Mm. Um, and the, the second one is Evernote. And Joe, I'm working on book number three, and I've written two books in Evernote. Yeah, and did a. All the writing, all the editing uh, in Evernote, and then I pull it all together and bring it into a bigger word processing program for formatting. So I, I love my Evernote. Yeah. Um, I'm also I'm also a um, a Slack guy. I'm just now starting to use Slack. Are you on using Slack? I am. Yes. In in well, on and off. I've uh, I've uh, yeah. used it in certain places, and then it's all gone a bit quiet. Um, but I've just joined a, a local one. Uh, Kent, Kent is the county I live in in the UK. Kent marketers, so uh, that's uh, mm -hmm. got all enthusiastic again. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I do like it. I, I, I have yeah. to say, I do tend to be um, less than um, into anything that um, interrupts me. <laughs> so slacks a bit I, I, on I for me. <laughs> well, you know, Joe, that's important. I'll tell you in that in that context, the world of notifications. You know, I would wager that you and I are similar, that we're connected to lots of different things, lots yeah. of social footprints, email, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I turn off all notifications. Yeah. My phone, my phone does not beep when I get a Facebook message, a tweet, or a LinkedIn message. My, my desktop does not go flashy when somebody sends me an email or does something on social media. I turn it all off. Yeah. What I, what I do is... I'm responsible to myself to go to those different places and look and see what conversations are going on that I need to get into 
during the day, and I will intentionally go to Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, my primary spot, mm-hmm. uh, and, and YouTube, and look and see what's out there that I need to engage on. And I'll do that two or three times a day pretty intentionally. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm much the same. I don't even have my phone switched on, which is perhaps not such a good one. <laughs> I like when you talk about the Google suite. I, I use use that quite extensively now. Did you did you decide to do that as a a particular move, or has it sort of grown on you? So the reason I ask that is I I have used Gmail and the contacts and the calendar for a long time, but the actual Google Docs I was in the past very much a Microsoft Office person and I'm finding that I'm getting increase I'm increasingly using Google Docs and I'm increasingly getting frustrated with having to go and open documents on my computer by you know waiting for it to fire up and everything else whereas the Google Docs are just there and I I think I was quite resistant Mm -hmm. to Google Docs to begin with but I think I'm finding them so much more convenient that I'm you know transitioning How, how did that go for you? Well, it went well. I was a, um, I spent almost 30 years in the IT world, uh, highly connected to the entire Microsoft footprint. Yeah. And in 2010, when I started my business, I decided that I wanted to be more mobile. And I also decided I didn't want to spend $400 for Microsoft Office either yeah. <laughs> back in those days. Yeah. And so I, I, I started teaching myself Google Apps and, and evaluating it and getting comfortable with it. And so now today, Joe, it's really cool because I have two, I have a, uh, an old MacBook Pro in my office upstairs. I have a MacBook uh, that I, not MacBook Air, MacBook that I carry with me. I have my iPhone and I have an iPad and I can get, and I'll, and by the way, another important tool that I have is Dropbox. Yeah. Okay. So everything that I have that I save is saved in Dropbox and I can get to it from anywhere in the world, any of my devices. And so between Google Docs and Dropbox and Evernote, which I can get to from anywhere, I'm almost, what's the phrase, uh, device agnostic? Yes. It, yep. it, does, it doesn't make any difference what device I'm on when I get to my entire office. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really pretty cool to walk in the house at night. If I want to go upstairs to do any work, I just leave my uh, laptop in my bag. I walk upstairs, I turn my MacBook Pro on and keep doing my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I really, and then one more really important thing about Google Docs or Google Suite is that I have business partners that I work with, including my wife and another lady who does work for me. And it's so easy to share documents. It's so easy to collaborate. Uh, and instead of, you know, forwarding a, you know, a doc file or a spreadsheet, et cetera, et cetera, all I do is, you know, share it with them. And then I engage with the, what I, what Google calls the collaborators. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. Yes, I, I I agree with all of those tools. <laughs> yeah. So so let's think outside of, of the work a little bit and think about things like keeping healthy. You've already talked about your uh, exercising. Um, what well, you know, what do you do to to be healthy? Um, to to relax or when you're not when you're not working? What 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 sort of things are you doing? Well, um, I don't do a good job at that, Joe. And I just publicly made that statement, but it's real. <laughs> Um, um, I don't drink any sodas. I, I don't like that sugar intake. I'm a, I'm a water, 
coffee, orange juice, beer guy. And uh, and I know beer is the least of the useful ones in that you know, that mixture of stuff I drink. But um, and as far as food, I really uh, I, I don't I don't eat a lot of fried food. I don't go to any fast food restaurants. Um, but I I need to eat better fruits and vegetables. But um, um, so you know I know I can improve that. But you know I do uh, applaud myself in some regards that I'm not doing all the bad things I could do. Well, especially so, if you're in so, coffee shops every day, you must be tempted by the lovely pastries and things. <laughs> oh my God! It, yeah, it, it can be overwhelming to look at that. But I'm pretty good at, at ignoring them. I, I'm done a good job ignoring all that sugar. <laughs> uh, and I don't put sugar in my coffee, and I don't drink what I call frou-frou coffee. I drink straight coffee. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> now, re- relaxation is important, mm-hmm. and so- sometimes I relax with a, a bizarre movie or a shoot 'em up movie, or you know, uh, or some type of uh, you know a drama uh, or action-packed movie. Yeah. Sometimes I'll go out on the patio and read a book. I read I read a lot of books on my Kindle, and I try not to read all business. I try to make it a mixture of, you know, business, social, and then uh, even uh, nonfiction and satire. Yeah. Um, and I have another ritual as well that's a little unique, um, which I've uh, been doing for about 15 years now. I have a half-acre lot. And um, I have to mow it. I have to mow pretty much all of it because there's very few trees on my lot. And the way I mow my grass, Joe, is I have a riding mower. Yeah. Um, and I will get either a coffee or a water or a beer. And here's another habit I have that most people uh, don't approve of, but I also smoke really good cigars. Yeah. And, and I listen to podcasts. Ah. <laughs> so I will get on my tractor, put my earbuds in, turn on a podcast, light up a cigar, crack open a beer, and you know how long it takes me to mow my grass, Joe? <laughs> By the sound of it, quite a long time. <laughs> however long it takes to smoke the cigar. Ah, yes. <laughs> Brilliant. So what sort of podcasts do you listen to? Have you got any favorites? I do. Um, uh, Ivor Glass, This American Life. Yep. Uh, is one I listen to a lot. I listen to a lot of in, in uh, the U.S. I don't know if you all have the have NPR over there. Uh, yeah, I listen to the TED Radio Hour. That's NPR, isn't it? Uh, I, yes, I like the TED Radio Hour. That's a good one as well. Yeah. And there's some business. There's a few business ones I listen to as well. And um, uh, there's one of some buddies of mine own one called The Beer Dads. Yeah. So I listen to that. I, li- I listen to Michael Hyatt. I listen to a very diverse list of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I keep shuffling mine around because you, you get when you get limited time, you sort of end up listening to the same ones, don't you? So I try and sort of move them around yeah. so that I don't do that all the time. So. Yeah. So what about um, learning and improving yourself? You talked about uh, reading. You've talked about podcasts. What sort of things do you do to, to sort of move forward? I mean, you talked about how you reflect on that each day as well to see if you've moved your business forward. So I guess you're constantly improving and learning things. How do you do that? Well, you know, Joe, it's, uh, there's a couple of different ways you can do that. Uh, one is self-study, find stuff you want to read and articles and 
you know, uh, you know, you know, read all the content that's relevant to who you are and what you do that you find on, you know, again, blogs, social media, YouTube channels. But there's a way more powerful way that I grow. I strive to make sure that I'm in a room of people who are way smarter than me. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm a member of uh, a couple different groups. I'm a member of a group called TCC, Triad Coaching Connection. Uh, there's about 50 coaches across all areas of coaching, life, career, business, um, you know, um, uh, health coach, coaches, and listen to their ideas and their philosophies and learn from them. I'm also a member of ATD, Association of Talent Development. Mm-hmm. So I hang out with talent developers, professionals who know how to teach, they know how to share knowledge and engage and encourage. That's really rewarding for me to learn from them. Uh, And I'm also uh, in a book club with 25 other professional men, and I get to listen to their ideas and their philosophies and, you know, and, and learn from them. So my point is there's lots of ways to learn the most enjoyable for me has been hanging out with smart people. Yes. Yeah. So your, your book club, is it business books or, or, or is it fiction as well? It's a, across all areas. It's been predominantly not business. We got stuck in some history and, uh, uh, and reading a lot of historical books about the wars in the U S and about the, the uh, economy and the environment, U S change in the business environment. The, the book we just finished reading, which we're meeting with on Wednesday, and the author will be there. Oh, wow. It's a book titled uh, The Road to Devotion. Right. And uh, it's written by a gentleman by the name of Cameron Kent, who is a local news anchor in our, in our community. Mm-hmm. And uh, a good writer, and it's a very interesting story about uh, um, uh, Oh, Lori, just escaped me. Just uh, pre the Civil War about slaves and slave owners. Right. Uh, and a story of a specific slave who the slave owner in time realized she no longer wanted to be a slave owner because of the ethical reasons of owning slaves, people. Yeah. And she helped the slave escape because she no longer wanted to be a slave owner. And the, the really interesting thing about this book group that I'm a part of, book club, is we read a very diverse set of books. Yeah. Well, it sounds like um, this is definitely one where all of you will have read it by the time you get there, if the author's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did not want to be there if the author was there if I did not finish reading that book, so I made <laughs> sure I set aside time to do it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So so tell us a bit more then about books, films, music that, that you that you recommend for learning or inspiration or, or just enjoyment. Any Anything that you'd recommend other than obviously what you've shared already and in regards to books yeah or films or music oh uh, well so in regards to books I'm a uh, I'm a leadership coach Joe and I use that skill set to help me grow my business to help others use social media it's really an interesting dynamic to take my leadership skills and apply them to the use of social media. Yeah. And I, I, de- I developed my leadership skills by reading books by um, Ralph Waldo Emerson. He wrote a book called Self-Reliant. Yeah. Uh, and he wrote a couple, couple other really good books. 
I've written, uh, I've read uh, books by Dale Carnegie and actually studied Dale Carnegie, two very powerful, life-changing books. If you read them uh, completely and absorb the words in them, which is a, 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 a challenging task sometimes, but Dale Carnegie wrote How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. And the second book that he wrote that I really got significant value from is How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. Hmm. Very, the first. very powerful. Yeah. I've read the first, not the second. So I'm going to have to add that to my long list of books that I need to read as a result of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I've also uh, uh, read books by Derek Silver. I've read books by... Uh, uh, Keith Ferrazzi, uh, Mark Schaefer, and lots of other people with different ideas. The magic is to read, a, again, a broad spectrum of diverse books and, and listen to what you hear from them and figure out how you can apply what you heard or read. How can you apply that to your life and then your business? Yeah. Now, now as far as music, uh, I'm not a big uh, music uh you know, uh, I'm not a big fan, you know, I'm not a, you know, not knee deep in music and know all the artists and know all the songs and know all the genres. But what I am is this, again, diversity. I can listen to Katy Perry. I can listen to Enya. I can listen to Meatloaf. Love some the music and the, uh, songs written by Leonard Cohen. Uh, again, a very broad spectrum of music. And it's just, here's what's cool for me, Joe. You never know when you're listening to a verse of a song how it's going to strike you at that moment. Yeah. And what it's going to make you what it's going to make you think about. So diversity is what's all important to me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you talked about films earlier and it sounds like that's pretty much the same as well, a diverse range of uh, of, of different types of film. Yep, yep. I can go from a war movie to a to a love movie, and you know, and I can go from a comedy to a uh, you know documentary, and yeah, yeah, much the same as me. I'd always say I have an eclectic taste in so many things. Netflix series. Sorry, say that again. I'm stuck on some of these Netflix series, and I've got to get past this one series I'm watching called The Arrow, and I'm not recommending it. I'm only telling you I'm watching it, and um, you know, so I can get back to more diversity. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. So moving towards the end of the interview, then, what about if things don't go right? If you have a bad day, or you re reflect back on your day and uh, things haven't gone so well, how do you deal with that? Um. Here's an interesting idea, and I've been, I've been doing this for a few years, Joe. First of all, never, uh, Dale Carnegie principle number one is never criticize, condemn, or complain. And I always think about that when I have what's going on with me in life. Never criticize, condemn, or complain. And then I also have learned from a, uh, a, another coach friend of mine that look at what's going on in your life and if it's not going the way you want it, don't get all welled up in the negativity. Think about how you can change it. How can you pivot? How can you look at it differently? How can you look at it in a positive way instead of a negative way? She uh, told me a pretty cool idea about if it's not okay, 
how can you make it okay? If yeah. it's not okay, how can you change the way you react or you respond? And uh, it's it's a it's a it's a skill, it's a talent you develop. And I think I've gotten to the point where I'm pretty good at it, at least based on the fact that my blood pressure has gone down the last five years. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, you know, I don't get upset about it. I just ask myself, what can I do to make it better? What can I do to change it? What can I do to never do it again? Um, you know, how can I fix it? Whatever the right question is. In yeah. A positive way. Yeah. No, I like that. I was listening to uh, a podcast today. Uh, it's um, a guy called Sean Croxton. He does um, a couple of podcasts and the one that uh, he's launched recently is called the quote of the day show. And uh, mm -hmm. he's basically, he's, he's partnered with one of the big publishers and I can't remember who now um, that, that do a lot of the personal development stuff. And so he plays a little snippet of um, speakers each day. And today it was Jack Canfield and he was talking mm -hmm. about that whole piece about, nobody makes you do or think anything it's your own response to a situation and that you can you know choose to respond in a different way which I think is exactly what what you're saying and uh it was I mean it's, it's what I believe and it was interesting to hear that twice today from him and from you mm -hmm. <laughs> um yeah. just to sort of remind me of the importance of it. it's certainly something I'm trying to instill in my daughter her little dudsy as I call her that you know it's mm -hmm. It's about personal responsibility and, and how you respond to things, not, you know, reacting to them. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I would have learned this um, 30 some years ago when I was raising children. Yeah. That a uh, don't react. You must respond. Yeah. And the difference, the difference between react and respond is respond gives you the ability to think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Lovely. So last question then, on a day when you end the day knowing you've had the chance to live more, and I define that as doing more of the stuff you want to do. So not stuff that you feel that you should do or you ought to do or you have to do, but stuff that you want to do. What would that day have looked like? What will you have done? Ah, uh, I love it. So Joe, I have my, my wife and I created this business that we call 50-50 business, which means that we strive to give away 50% of our day every day. Which, which means yeah. help help as many people as we can help, and that's why I volunteer in these job search groups. But if you want me to tell you what my perfect day looks like uh, in a in a in a beautiful picture, what I call my BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal, mm -hmm. then what it is is I'm in a 40 foot RV that's a three tone, and I'm towing behind it my little mini cooper i'm driving in into a big town and i'm going to spend three days in that town day number one i'm going to make really good money doing what i do best which is teaching people how to use linkedin or how to use social media as a business tool yeah day number day number two is going to be volunteering in church groups and job search groups and uh community organizations who know who I am and, are, and want me to come share my message, my ideas, or help people. And then day number three, my wife and I, or one of our currently 10 grandkids, wow. are going to tour, tour that city, visit the community, visit the restaurants, say hello to people. So my, that's my, B, my BHAG, Big Hairy Audacious yeah. Goal. That sounds lovely. And and when when are you planning for that to happen? Because it sounds very imminent. 
Well, it could be, and it really is a. It's more of a, a, a metaphorical yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it is happening. It is slowly growing. My, I've been in business for six years, and and it every year it gets a little better, and every year I get a little closer to that kind of a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Oh, really? That's that's probably been one of the most uh, imaginative. Isn't the right word, but. Uh, evocative evocative um days um so far so uh really appreciate you sharing that so um so how can people find out more about you and 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 connect with you what what where can we send them well there's a couple places first of all they just go to google uh are you guys a google search uh over there (laughs) yes (laughs) it makes it sound like the sticks over here is is there now but is there another search engine you use or is it primarily google uh some people use bing but it's mostly google yeah 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 so uh, so so yeah i I tell people just go to google and search for tl burris double r i double s t l b u r r i s s if you want to go find me directly, find me at, you know, on LinkedIn, it's Teddy Burris, double R-I-S-S. Uh, I've got my YouTube channel, my blog, my Facebook page. If you can't find Teddy Burris, then I am failing miserably. <laughs> but here's the cool thing. Once you find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Google+, YouTube, wherever, send me a message and say hi. Send me an invite to connect on LinkedIn or Twitter and say hello. I love to say hello to people who look for me and find me and want to connect with me. Lovely. How did we meet, Teddy? I can't remember. Was it through LinkedIn? It may have been. Yeah. Uh, in the was. early days when you know we were we were practicing and studying, and I I knew it was important for me to reach out and connect with my peers across the globe. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's so cool, isn't it? Nowadays, you think back. 20, 30 years. I mean, my, my dad used to work internationally, but that involved, you know, flying to places and uh, mm-hmm. I guess telephones. But, um, you know, it was, a, it, it was a lot of um, extra effort that meant it, 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 a lot of people weren't able to do that. And you just think how easy it is for us now to connect and speak and share and, and collaborate all around the world. It's just it's yeah. just so good. I, my friends are coming over the weekend from Australia and I'm uh, speaking at an event with them and uh, you know it's just so good to be able to connect across the world isn't mm-hmm. it it is and, and you know you hear people on a regular basis say the world is getting smaller yes and yeah. that's that's not true <laughs> our our ability it really physically is not true but our ability to reach is getting greater yeah yeah that's what and and, and the willingness the willingness to reach out and say hello across the globe is a powerful tool and and very rewarding if you're willing to do it yeah yeah absolutely so thank you so much for joining me today teddy i've really enjoyed uh speaking to you and uh, hearing about uh, what you're doing over there and um let's keep in touch joe thank you very much for inviting me i appreciate it we will talk again soon All this information is available in the show notes on the website powertolivemore.com forward slash in this case 37. The website is the place to go if you want to find out how I can help you to improve your productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience, your power to live more and that's do more of what you want to do.
If you're listening to this in the summer of 2017, you may like to know that I'm launching a new mastermind group in September to help business owners to improve your productivity, organization and well-being to enable you to reduce your overwhelm and live more alongside having a successful career in business. There's more information coming soon. If you're on my list, you'll hear as soon as the details are live. If you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash power checklist, you can download my five fundamentals checklist to review your life and business and get on my email list and maybe help to think through whether you need the support to look at your power. Uh, Or email me at joe at powertolivemore.com if you want to find out more now. Again, the link for this show is powertolivemore.com forward slash 37. And I look forward to speaking to you next time. Use your power to live more.